0: Hello everyone, welcome to Women in Nature Conservation podcast. We dive together in the world of nature conservation and meet women who are committed to preserve it. The opportunity to learn more about the careers, their challenges and the current issues around nature conservation. So let's go. For this first episode, I have the pleasure to meet Vivi Sirimport. She has been working for 16 years in the conservation field on coastal ecosystem, mangrove and microplastic issues. She has worked in many organizations, including IUCN. In late 2021, she launched Blue Renaissance Company in Thailand to protect and restore the coastal ecosystem. This year, she joined Love Wildlife Foundation as president. So let's meet her in Bangkok.
1: Hello, Vivi. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Thank you for having me. I'm very honoured to be here. This has been this very interesting subject to my heart. I was wondering
0: how it all started for you.
1: Yeah, well, I have to go back to when I was the, the student, let's, let's say. Uh, I studied science in my high school. And uh, when you study science, there are always the three topics, right? Um, chemistry, biology, physics. And I'm really bad at physics and chemistry. So biology was my only choice. And I was, when I study, I was fascinated with the cell and how the life are uh, connected. So when I get into university, uh, at my university, uh, I select uh, biology to study. And I got the privilege to travel, you know, learn about ecology on the mountain and also on the sea. So my first experience on the mangrove was when I study um master degree I went to mangrove for the first time and it's kind of like eye opening because like what kind of forest that go on the sea and to be there you walk in the mud the more you walk the more you sing. so sometimes you need the special equipment like a flat you know flat boat to to be around and then that was my first you know, love story with Mangrove. And then later on, I uh, got really privileged to get a job with uh, a project through United Nations called South China Sea Project, where I was employed with the government, Department of Marine and Coastal Resources, as a field coordinator. That was almost, um, yeah, almost 20 years ago. So as a field coordinator, I traveled to different places, and Mangrove talked to the community to you know, implement the project. And, uh, and more job obviously continue. I got offered with, to work with IUCN, International Union for Conservation of Nature, on the project called Mangrove for the Future, which happened um, two years after the tsunami in 2004, where at that time, before that time, we have to imagine like people don't know a lot about the mangrove. Um, the community think mangrove is a wasteland because, you know, full of water, but later on when a tsunami happened and the people realized that mangrove protect a lot of life and protect the coastline from the storm. So there's more and more projects, you know, to promote conservation of the coastal ecosystem. You know, yeah. That's fascinating. Uh, so mangrove
0: is essential to the environment, but it's also a lifesaver for population especially now with the climate change and what's happening. In your career, as a woman and as an Asian woman, did you face any challenges?
1: Yeah, you know, like in Thailand, we always say like we don't have gender issue. The term gender, I also heard, you know, more than seven to ten years ago through the work, actually. And I for me, it's like, oh, there's an issue with gender and we never realized. Uh, as a woman who started a career, uh, I always have boss who are women and also boss who are men. Um, I get treated quite equally, but there's something I don't really see, you know, like the job guarantee, the challenges that women have to face. I don't have the baby myself, but some of my co- co- colleagues uh, did not go to the top to be a manager because had baby had to sacrifice the job uh, with that. But uh, the challenge that I got uh, as a woman is more like as a woman. This Thai culture, you cannot be outspoken. You have to be soft spoken. You have to be like yes, yes, yes. Because if I would uh, share my thought, I would look like aggressive, not humble. So it has shaped my behavior in my career as well. Like what kind of person I am. So people who know me will be like, oh, baby, the smiling, everything is, is possible but sometimes I have to smile, even the situation is very very tough because I'm also afraid, like if I speak out my mind, maybe I will damage some relationship. So it's kind of like walking on the edge a little bit Mm sometimes. But uh, the challenge is more unspoken, you know, if I would have a male career, a male colleague and me, myself, I can still feel that maybe uh, the male are more respected for their voice but for me, I might have to try have to, to prove that I have that knowledge to be able to get the spotlight mm-hmm. for my book. You received
0: an award for who you were by the Ministry of Thailand. Mm-hmm. How did
1: you succeed to speak out and share your expertise? Mm-hmm. So, the LEC the Award that I received from the Minister of Natural Resources is called Lak Ying love ocean as your life. So uh, it's given to those who dedicated their, their career, that lie working for the coastal environment in Thailand. Um, I received this recognition because I, I work continuously more than 10 years on the mangrove. I think, I think that the reason is that I, I don't change job. I mean, I change job a lot in organization, a few organization, but always on environment and away come back to the mangrove. I mean, I worked for UCN on mangrove project for six years and then I, you know, need a new challenge and then I work on climate change for UNDP. A few years, but then come back again to UCN. So I come back again for the second time on the mangrove, right? So so with this, you know, the government see me as a like, uh, maybe the, 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 the person who can connect the community with international organization, make Thailand highlighted on the global spotlight about what we do. So so with with that you know I I don't get treated as like oh you're the woman and you got the chance actually actually kind of like sometimes it's a um, benefit a little bit too as a woman working internationally because they always be like oh she's a woman it's good because sometimes there are too many males on the table so sometimes sometimes I feel like I got to be understood because I'm a woman not because I'm really who for the knowledge you know that side as well but is is helped sometimes to be a, a woman because uh, you become a role model mm. for the community. People look up for me, people in my village look up for me. Uh, people in the community, when you are a woman, you know, you, they bring the children, the youth, and you they feel more, you know, more just work it's a family, it's a, you know, more like a supporting network.
0: So you're definitely inspiring new generation of women and your community to to work in the nature environment and uh, also on mangrove. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And as an, as an expert throughout the years, what did you observe in terms of threatened issues on mangrove?
1: yeah so i mean the mad go that i saw after the tsunami you know i visit many places it's a is a phase where people start to plan again the mad play historic ecosystem ten, 10 years ago i don't see a lot of trash plastic trash but i see a lot more now five years ago which is I'm not sure. Maybe um, you know, China stopped also importing the waste, and now everybody wake up to the waste thing. There's a report said like Thailand was number six in plastic pollution. Sometimes the government said like, no, it cannot be true. We cannot be number six. So there's a lot of efforts going on, right? But the thing is like, you can deny that you cannot deny that you are not polluted because if you walk on the coastline in Thailand some mangrove area is really full of trash, accumulated, accumulated more than 10 years, really more than that. So I think like you saw the fact right in front of your face, every seasonal, like all the beach are full of trash. So when I look back and look on my own archive, actually, yes, there was always trash, but you just don't see that in the spotlight. But now in the past uh, four years, I was working on the project, money plastic and uh, coastal community, where I visit in different places on the island. And there's so much trash left in the mangrove on the beach and people continue to trash more because people use more plastic. Mm-hmm. Mm, because plastic is now everywhere, it's you know convenient and we still have poor waste management system, especially in the remote area. So that's why the, the, the problem is is it become more severe. We talked with the fisherman, I said like we actually caught a lot of plastic together with the fish as well. Yeah, so that's why we, you know, uh, eventually come, like, when I, between, you know, changing job and new opportunity feel like you can work for the organization, but you work based on the project, the donor, okay, you have this project, you have the project finished, next. So, yes, the project finished as well for my uh, work at the last UCN. And I was like, okay, there was something that, you know, you, you can do as a Thai person the project beneath I'm still leave here. So I go back to the mangrove to see like, okay, mangroves still need a lot of work related to the, the plastic pollution. And beside the plastic
0: pollution, which is, we definitely can see everywhere, <laughs> uh,
1: is there any other threats uh, on the mangrove? Yeah, actually, there's a research say that like, uh, plastic actually entanglement is, uh, affect the health of the mangrove. You know, the root cover is can, if, uh, there's too much, it can, you know, uh, pull, pull, pull down the trees. And also the plastic that break down eventually microplastic is actually for me. Um, plastic is a slow death, it's killing trees slowly, mm-hmm. but it's killing the animal life faster. The monkey in the mangrove, the whales. Um, four years ago, there was a new uh, pilot whale was washed off in the Thai Sea, um, found 80 plastic Yes, And there's a lot of cases, hundreds of turtles already entangled with the fishing net dying. So, this was a project where we tried to advocate, work with private sector to see, like, plastic, kill, impact, but you see, you know, put in these two subjects together. Mm. And um, so with this
0: um, major issue of plastic uh, threatening the mangrove,
1: what are the solutions to this? Yeah. So to prove the proof of concept, like through, through my work, we have this project to, have you ever heard about the circular economy concept? Yeah, definitely. It's really a hyping word right now. Circular mm-hmm. so economy concept is like you kind of like live in a society where you produce a product, but that product not end up in the trash land, right? It will get the second life, be reused again. For example, water bottle, plastic bottle. If they design well, it can get recycled or or something. But through this uh, concept, we uh, make like, investment, like giving a grant for an NGO to, to prove like, okay, with this concept, can you create a project that reduces the plastic pollution in the, the coastline? So the project that we invest, um, they kind of like uh, make economic model to buy um, plastic from around the coastline and on the island, giving that more higher price. Because the problem is when the, imagine you're on the island, 50 mm-hmm. kilometers away from the shoreline. The cost of transportation of that plastic back to the mainland is too high. Nobody wants to bring the plastic back because you don't earn the money. You end up losing money. So the project offer that different. So then when there's more money, people are like, oh, incentive. Well, okay, I can collect trash around the, the beach, plastic bottle, something like that, and sell to our project. And the plastic, the central project kind of like half a story because you employ the local people, the sea gypsies, you know, the Burmese worker to give them income that they can you know, improve their, their livelihood. And with that product, you sell to a buyer who love to support the social story. And then the loop continue like, okay, plastic collect from the island, uh, later turn into a watch actually, the watch strap. From um, mm-hmm. Apple Watch or some other famous brand from Switzerland, and and these people see that ah oh, this plastic not become the waste anymore is to get upcycled to something more value, valuable, yeah. So so with this uh, the project continue to expand to other area and then more people actually family of men and women now working together to collect this uh, you know plastic bottle something with the value to sell, but the but this leaf, uh, another challenge is like only valuable plastic get collect, the non-valuable, the one is dirty, degraded, still left there. Mm. So that is become, you know, our, our mission to, to say, okay, what we do, do with the low value plastic that keeps destroying the environment.
0: And is there any leads mm-hmm. to how to manage the, the remaining
1: plastic? Uh, solutions, they really limited. So that's like me and my uh, co-founder at Bur So we trying to find a solution because the right now the current solution is to burn them or bury them. We wish we do not want that. Mm-hmm. So we we still we be quite new. So we we just start our company one year. so we' mm-hmm. still finding solution, contact with the people, artists, and also like something creative, you know. Ah. Because the thing is, like with the dirty, uh, imagine the plastic that we recover from the mental being buried long time. It's dirty. It's that. So it's, it's not simple. Yeah, decomposing. Yeah. yeah.
0: How do you work with the communities on the project? To, how do you get to them and raise awareness about the issues? How
1: they respond to to this? I think um I think the community kind of like aware about that they have the problem. But then they tell us, it's like, we oh, don't know where to bring that trash to, to go out, you know, the solution mm-hmm. for that trash. So what we do is actually uh, mobilize. There's one project that we actually work with the women group. The women is, is amazing because they have this ability to to form the, the group, you know, and they can like, um, each month they will be like, okay, we anybody bring all their recyclable together and sell and donate and buy some, thing that the community can use, like, you know, at that time we started, like uh, COVID happened, you know, a lot of people need the oxygen thing. So they sell the product and buy the machine. And that because the woman care more for the health, you know, if you have the guy to participate, maybe the guy say like, I need a new boat, new equipment, right? So the priority is different. Um, But but how we engage the community is like we share with them, you know, the, the impact of the, the, this decision, how bad it is, and solution where it could be, we show the, the picture or the equipment of like, okay, the plastic bottle or something, it can get recycled to something else. Even a plastic bag, there are now on a group of is it clean? You can turn that plastic bag to some new product. But the important thing is first to uh, separate first, clean first from the beginning before it becomes waste. But for the, 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 one, the dirty one, now we just engage them. It's like we keep the forest clean so that the animal everything, they can be preferred. This is the first step. And then the, the people uh, receive some income uh, for their, their livelihood. It's more like a step by step process, you know, because we first have to address uh poverty issue food income issue, and then later on, we will educate them about why nature is important and how it's related to their livelihood. Nice. And and uh, we also, people say like people always say like, oh, we have to work with the children, the youth group. They could use it in the future. But the thing is, uh, you also need to work with the parent too, because I talked with Cindy, uh, who co-found uh, me with them. The, the, the company is it like if you don't get the, the parent uh, they will go back to do the same behavior again because the sad situation you go now we cannot be we, we call it vanilla world you know it's not the everything sweet because if you see why the community not clean what below them you know the house is still dirty and the community say like oh it's not our trash but sometimes it's that trash Two. So it's a it's a process to educate both adults and also the young people.
0: The young people. So young people are invested in that topic. There is
1: some mm. like activism among the, the youth? There is there is uh, at the school level or some schools starting to have like a silo waste uh, project or the waste bank where the children bring waste from their home to sell, learning about like which material have different price. But not every school has this program, so it's more like a voluntary base. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of um, a youth group that mobilize themselves to for the cleanup, but still really a small group is not um, I, I don't think it's less the uh, and um, well distributed mm-hmm. okay,
0: I, I just have one question popping into my mind. So I was talking to a colleague yesterday about plastic issue you can see in Thailand. And um, we spoke about the law in Rwanda, which focuses plastic, and do you think that in Thailand
1: such law will be possible? Um, I don't think Thailand will ever ban plastic back because um, the industry um, support a lot of, you know, based on petroleum a lot. Well, now, the policy that they have set is called BCG, Bio Circular Green Economy, And that they promote more of circular economy meaning okay it get produces it should get back on the system not going out digging in the environment they actually have like a plan it's called the roadmap to phasing out but plastic straw foam this kind of thing is more of the phase out but i think what thailand should focus more is on the behavior of reducing the the habit on single use because okay you can ban the plastic but what is replacing that is it by plastic that uh destroying the mountain to plant? But it's still not, not not addressed on the consumption because we have billion eight billion people now just a few days ago, right? So the thing is like if, if you still not talking about the system where you can reduce the packaging, you know, we should have more recycle, refuel, reuse uh, station, right? Um, because the, 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 the now Thailand tried to ban plastic bag for free since in uh, last year, but then now they have it back again. People complain. And mm-hmm. some company actually like giving okay, oh, hey, no plastic bag, we're giving you another type of bag which use a lot of energy to produce and later on that bag become uh plastic. Mm-hmm. So so I think it's very really complex issue because the recycling and material they kinda like set up to recycle plastic. So if we facing out from the um, bioplastic, then we have to make sure that those things that contain is useless energy and not you know going to be the same. Because okay, we said okay, I'm not sure what we can that use now without plastic. Is it a paper or is it something else? Or do they smuggling? You know, have plastic. So this would be good to know too. But I think yeah, important thing is uh. I, I think if we are free from uh, plastic bag, it will be good because I think we use too much unnecessary. But the alternative, if we change from that, what is it then? Is it better? Is it better? Is it society uh, uh, change? I mean, I, I, I kind of like prefer the algae, you know? Because algae capture carbon. And if you go more algae, you turn them into like, you know, edible plastic. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good solution and it needs to be more investment and accelerated. Yeah. But the policy as of now is not yet toward yeah. that direction. So, there's still a
0: lot of work and research to do to find the best solution possible. That's kind of a nice way of finishing our conversation, but I would have one
1: last question for you. How can people help when they come to Thailand? I think people can help by starting from themselves about the, our behavior, right? The, uh, understand our impact on environment. And I want to uh, understand about um, our consumption. I think consumption is everything, you know. Um, some people don't eat meat anymore because they want to save the planet, but sometimes for the small-scale fishermen, you know, is that their main income. So I, I always, if I travel on the coastal area, if there will be, you know, fish or something that caused by the local small-scale fishery, you know, to support local product. ask them, understand the story, Buy more, like when you travel local buy something that produced locally. Try to avoid something that you know you import. I think can be it Not always have to have import food every day, something like that. And also like be mindful about your own plastic consumption. Do you still use um liquid soap on the plastic bottle where every three months you create one more bottle, or you shift it yourself to use soap or buy shampoo? You know, kind of like self audit. Yeah. I think first, self-audit your impact and find and search for which organization fighting for nature. Support them when you can, with your time, your money, your work, help share their story. Thank you so
0: much for, this, for your time, for this inspiring and good tips for our daily life and the way to support organization and support nature. So thank you so much for this great talk. It was a pleasure and I think we know more about now the, um, the mangrove in Thailand, the, the issues the mangrove are facing, more about plastic and how we can think about how we can sum things. So thank you so much Vivi for this time and for being with me in uh, Women and Native Conservation. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.